You're listening to the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network. Beautiful touch throw by Darnold. Darnold trying to extend his drive, throws off his back foot off balance, and he somehow finds Crowder. Pass to Perman who catches it for his third touchdown play of the game. Now your host, Tom Tuttle and John Eddie Jr. Welcome into another episode of the Back Row Jets Show. I am Tom Tuttle alongside John Eddie Jr. who was not with me last week. And I have, I guess, a little announcement to, to make first before we get started. Uh, John Eddie Jr. is going to be doing... The Back Row Eagles show from now on, so we may be seeing less of him. I'll be doing the show solo probably most of the time, and he will be doing the Back Row Eagles show, so go check that out. Uh, before we get started, how excited are you to do the Back Row Eagles show, John? It's weird because I have not really had a soundboard to rant or rave or anything about the eagles because i live in wisconsin and there's yeah. no eagles fans around here you know one here and one there now hopefully i have an audience of eagles fans i can interact yeah. with and that is i'm excited yeah it's going to be a lot of fun for both of us going into the season where we've never done anything like this before i i'm excited like to utmost, I can't. I can't even explain how excited I am to do a show about a team that I'm rooting for. It's not just fantasy football. It's this team that I've loved for years now. Sure. So, I, 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 I just, it's going to be a lot of fun for both of us. Um, but speaking of fun, mm. let's talk about the New York Jets and you know the the main issue we've had in the off season, and that is injuries. Let's talk a little bit about the injury updates that we have for some of these players. First, let's start with Marcus May. He has an apparent calf injury, and he wants to practice, but Adam Gase says there's no way, apparently. (laughs) That's what he said. And I completely understand why Adam Gase is saying that. At the same time, Marcus May wants to practice. I, I don't know. If he wants to practice, if he doesn't think it's that big of a deal, I think maybe he wants to, you know, get out there and, you know, get better and get prepared for the Buffalo Bills yeah, coming in. We're going to need it because the Bills are going to be talented enough to where we probably won't win this game unless we have good, uh, good performances by May and a lot of other guys. So uh, I guess we'll go player by player. I, if you have anything to say about Marcus May, go ahead and say it before I go on to the next player. I just, it, along with the rest of the injuries and the updates that you're going to get to, I just want to say before we even get into them that, I think the New York Jets handled all of these almost perfectly. And it's, they it's, did not push anything. And that is, that's what you want to see. Like, don't go overboard and see what you got in preseason. We didn't even have preseason. We had practices. So why risk it? And I applaud the Jets for that reason. And this is why you're on the same page as me, really. This is why a lot of people are really hating on Adam Gase because of the whole Le'Veon scandal right. with him. You know, you, I don't want you playing. I'm sorry. 
I just think he's trying to keep all his good players healthy (laughs) so we can go out and have a successful team against good teams that are actually playing NFL football. We are not a college team. I don't want our college players playing. Guys freshly out of college, I don't want them playing unless they were high recruits. Somebody like Mims, I want playing, obviously. But... And, and obviously, I want my offensive linemen. Yeah, I want them. I want beast. them playing too you might because they're all going to be an improvement. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, it it just seems strange to me. Everybody's hating on Gase, and you're making me defend the guy. Right. I don't want to <laughs> defend Adam Gase. I don't like him as a coach. I think there's plenty of things that he has done already, just last year, even. Right. That I'm saying I don't like him as a coach. But I have to defend him because he's doing the right thing when it comes to the injuries. But Marcus May, apparently nothing big. He's going to play next week. Don't worry about it. All right. Somebody who's not going to play next week is Mr. Patrick Owasso or Anwuasor. Anwuasor, all right. Or just Peanut. You just want to call him Peanut, that's fine. But he's not going to play for about four or five weeks. Oh. So that's not good. We, um, we needed him because... <laughs> Now we're sitting here talking about guys that really haven't played that much. We're talking about Blake Cashman, who I was, you know, pretty yeah. liking, you know, last year. Now there's also Neville Hewitt that's going to have some role to play in this as well. But it's it's getting down to the people that I don't really want to see on the right. field. I want to see guys that don't have to play. <laughs> I want to see guys that are better than Blake Cashman. I think he's going to be fine, and he's going to fill the gap in just, just fine. But I think Owasso or whatever you want to patent peanut, it was a better option. Same with, you know, Avery Williamson was last year when Blake Cashman came in to play for him. Uh, so I just, I really don't, I don't feel good particularly about that injury because that is probably a weakest, most yeah. needed position is inside linebacker. So that kind of sucks that he's going to be out for four or five weeks. Hopefully it won't be any longer than that. He can actually come back. And we're, we're, you know, somewhere off 500 or maybe a little better than that. And when we get him back, everything will be good. And we just keep improving that on this team. Um, and we go down to Joe Flacco, which obviously doesn't look like he's going to be available until somewhere around week three or week four. Hopefully it doesn't go any longer. Because Hopefully if, you don't need it at, anyway. <laughs> if at this point Darnold gets hurt within the, with one, one, two, three weeks, week one, we, we, we might as well just count us out for the next three games because we need a viable backup. Joe Flacco is viable backup. I have no problems with Joe Flacco as my backup quarterback. So, Darnold, don't get hurt within the first three or four weeks, please. 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 We will not win if you are not a quarterback. Yeah. We need you. Um, and then we got Chris Herndon, who, again, sounds like he's fine, but he had some uh, um, chest tightness, and he's already back to practice. Um, and I, I honestly didn't do my last homework. So if you can do this on Brashad Perrion, I would love that right now. But last thing I knew was he still hasn't practiced. So if you can look that up real quick for me. The last I thing I just read was it looks like Perriman, Mims, and Crowder are all goes for week one. Oh, please. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's all I needed. To okay. Hear. I'm done here. Perriman, I'll see you later. He's <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Um, Perriman's ready to go apparently. So I'm good with that. Um, he still, it still concerns me. I mean, he, he didn't play the last like week and a half or so. He didn't do anything. So that's a little bit concerning. Denzel Mims though, I feel a little bit better about Yeah, because he hasn't him. been, he hasn't been playing, playing 
practice in full, maybe, but he has been playing. I don't know if it's too little too late, like because he needs to have that connection with Sam Darnold. So I'm hoping everything goes down. I, I can tell you one thing. Denzel Mims is being um, touted right now for his route running. And when I hear route running and the coach, head coach is saying, I love his route running, that gives me goosebumps. That's why I wanted Jerry Judy. Right. That's why I wanted Jerry Judy. I wanted the route running. That, to me, is the biggest key in a rookie wide receiver's success in the NFL. Every, and I've, I said this in Fantasy Fuel weeks, weeks, weeks ago, ago, months ago now. It's been a long time before the draft even took place. I looked at it. Every single successful rookie wide receiver that has set, had more than one maybe year, two years success has had really good route running in the NFL. So when I hear that Denzel Mims route running is fantastic right now, that gives me goosebumps. So be prepared. I'm getting a little higher up. And that's why I like Jerry Judy. He is completely taking the Broncos show right now. I mean, obviously Sutton has a lot of value when it comes to fantasy football as well. But uh, Jerry Judy's route running was why I wanted him. Jets. But now that Denzel Mims sounds like he's got the same type of route running, I'm really happy with this. All right. um, obviously, Jameson Crowder, the injury he had was very minor. He's, he was going to play anyway. I that. Chris Hogan, he had a little of a minor injury. I would assume he's going to play. He's probably the fourth wide receiver right now. Or maybe they mix him in a little bit. They don't get all the guys hurt because they do have some kind of injuries. Um, and then uh, LaMichael Pirine. This, I couldn't believe. But this was just a low ankle sprain that shouldn't keep him off the field too long. So, phew, wipe your wipe your brow. It Because it uh, initially, it looked horrible. It I was did. like, oh, this sucks. We have nobody nobody to back up um, Le'Veon and Frank Gore. This is it now. We got <laughs> Le'Veon and Frank Gore. We had nobody because I was just like, this is horrible. And luckily, he's ready to go. Or I don't know if he's ready to go. He off on, he's not going to be on the field. Wow, I can't say that right. He's not going to be off the field too long. He should be, you know, at least, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if he's ready to go week one. I don't really know the extent of the injury. I know it's just a low ankle sprain. I'm assuming they don't want him on the field week one at all. So I'm assuming it's going to be a few weeks before he actually does play play. So that's just me there. Um, that's really about it for the injury update. There's some other guys there that didn't seem like there was anything special. That I didn't really need to talk about it. But uh, you got anything on the injuries as it is right there before we get into the Jets' final cuts that they made? No. Again, I'm just uh, happy they took the time to get these guys healthy before week yeah. one. They definitely needed to be full strength against the Bills <laughs> for week one in order for them to have a fighting chance to beat uh, last year's uh, playoff team in the AFC East. So, yeah, let's just hope that everybody truly is healthy. And even if it's not 100%, that's okay. If they can get yeah. on the field and at least get some real game time, we'll see what we truly have and then week two, we can just kind of get a little more comfortable and keep the ball rolling. Yeah. Um, and let's go into the Jets' final cuts for this last week because they had to get it down to a 53-man roster. The New York Jets has cut, and I'm not going to go too many people here. It, it, there's a lot of people they cut, and it's no, not most of them are just nobodies. It doesn't really matter. But this one's notable. Normally it wouldn't be really, but it is because Josh Adams has been cut. 
Mm. We don't need Josh Adams, and this really makes me feel good about P. Ryan. This tells me that he's good enough to be the third guy. Oh, obviously, I don't think he makes the field this next week. But I think that if Josh Adams was still on the team, I'd be thinking, okay, P. Ryan, there's something going on there, that enough to where it, we still need Josh Adams. But they cut him. They said, we don't need you. We're, you're, we're good without you. So that makes me feel good about that. Sure. We don't need Josh Adams. And, and all the people talking about Josh Adams, you know, they were people were hyping on the guy. They were. Like, no, they really I, were. I don't, I don't understand what you're doing. What are you doing? But – Josh Adams, go away. We don't need you. That's fine. Whatever. And then the other other ones I'm going to talk about is uh, offense. Uh, Jonathan Harrison in linebacker. James Burgess were both cut. And you know, last year they played meaningful snaps in 2019. But we don't need not uh, this year Harrison. We don't need Harrison right now because we got an improved offensive line. The reason we cut him is because we don't need him to play meaningful snaps. At least I sure hope not. That would be horrible. <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> well, that's really about it for the Jets' final cuts. It does a few that I thought were, you know, notable to a certain extent. I did like how they do it. it. It reminded me of the good old days when we had auction drafts on ESPN and a certain player would get put up there because they had a very similar name. And you're <laughs> like, oh, you just spent all this money, and that's not even the real player. Because I saw a headline <laughs> out there, Lamar Jackson cut. And <laughs> I knew it was going to be something different, and I forgot about Lamar Jackson, <laughs> the cornerback for the New York Jets, who got cut, but now is back on the practice squad. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I do have one more that you're going to find a little interesting. Okay. Ja'Kai Polite has made the Rams yeah. roster. I was a yeah, little surprised that. at that one. Okay, so what? Uh, make the Rams roster. I don't <laughs> give a crap. We don't need you. Now, Go away. Here's a question. You got Joe Douglas. Your defensive backs aren't exactly the greatest group in the world. Mm. The Philadelphia Eagles have released Rasul Douglas and Sidney Jones. Do you have yep. any thoughts on either of those two guys? Would you mind bring them and bringing them in? Obviously, they're familiar. Look, if we took a look at them, obviously I'd be okay with that. There was somebody else that I was thinking of as well. I mean, and it was a safety, but so we didn't really. Oh, uh, okay. Who was it? It was a big name too. There was a I don't big remember name, it was. <laughs> but uh, it, obviously we don't need safety too much. I don't know. I, I just at mm. this point bring them in, take a look at them, and if it fits, it fits. It's fine. I don't really care. I, I think our off our defense is going to be fine. It's going to be good enough. I, I don't have any problems too much with our defense, except, well, we'll get to that in a minute because we're going to discuss how the New York Jets on week one can beat uh, the Buffalo Bills. How? Uh, how? <laughs> That's Well, here's the question is, do you think our offense can be good enough? Do you think our defense can be good enough to beat the Buffalo Bills? I do. I think it's possible. But on the offensive side, I think Le'Veon Bell must get back to the Le'Veon Bell oh, that course. we saw when he was on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that's going to be the one of the biggest keys on offense for the New York Jets this week against the Buffalo Bills. Keep the hands, keep the ball out of the hands of the offense for the Buffalo Bills because I don't want to. I don't want to see it in Josh. I'm I'm super high on <laughs> Josh Allen this year in fantasy football. I think he's going to be fantastic when it comes to fantasy football. Now, when it comes to actual quarterbacking, he might not be that good, but we're getting points for fantasy purposes. Yes, I do. So I want to see the New York Jets figure out a way to get his 
get his touches, get his time with the ball in his hands out. I don't want to see it. Um, so having Le'Veon getting yarded, some catches obviously is going to be huge. And obviously I think um, uh, Gore must be good as well. Um, I think Darnold must stay healthy. That is the biggest key. If Darnold does not stay healthy and he gets hurt, tweaked, anything, Flacco's not available. We've already discussed this. Uh-huh. He be on the field. Otherwise, we will lose 100% guarantee. So we already discussed this, and this is in my notes, but I said either Mims or Perryman must play. <laughs> if they don't, Herndon and Crowder really got to step it up. So now that we know that mo- both Mims and Perryman are playing, makes me feel much, much better. Thank you for that update. Yes, I had that. no idea that was going on. That must have been a last-minute thing that just happened recently. Because yeah, I it was submitted to- two hours ago, so it was oh, a very yeah, recent yeah, yeah. news article. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, and it's possible that Herndon still has a pretty good day as well because he'll be out there. He's not going to be, you know, hurt too much. He just had a chest problem. I mean, that sounds bad. It sounds like <laughs> yeah, he had a heart problem. He didn't have a heart problem. It's just some chest pain, you know, normal stuff when it comes to the NFL. But, yeah, there's still a chance that Crowder and Herndon and you know, Mims and Perryman, and who knows, Hogan might even get any action. We'll see. I really hope not, though. I think this week I really want to see a lot of Le'Veon Bell because I think this new improved offensive line is going to give the New York Jets offense some hope. And if Le'Veon <laughs> Bell can really go out there and take control of this offense, we're, we're all, every Jets fan is going to be like, wow, this is really, really going to help our offense in Sam Darnold progress because we have Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore that are just running down their throats, giving us everything they got. Yep, that would be super, super helpful if that offensive line can open up just any hole. Le'Veon can find where the hole is. They just got to give him one somewhere. And if Frank Gore can give a little extra protection and the offensive line can give a little extra protection to Sam Darnold and all those wide receivers are healthy, yeah. I'm 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 a little excited to see what the Jets have to offer in week one. I'm not gonna hold my breath too far against the Bills, but I am excited. We both have some shares of Perriman and Crowder and Herndon and yep. Darnold and yep. Bell. We have a little bit in fantasy football, so it's it's not just um I hope the Jets do good because you're a Jets fan. It's I hope they do good because hopefully those guys can make me some money by the end of the year. Yeah, and if you're if you're listening to Fantasy Fuel at all this year, you know I'm high on Don, but you know I'm high higher on most everybody. I got Josh Allen ranked three <laughs> yes. on my quarterbacks. So the problem is I don't have Darnold anywhere because I got Josh Allen because it doesn't make sense for me to take Darnold one in most drafts because you know you'd usually take one guy maybe another one that you trust in um, for quarterbacks position, but Darnold and Allen. Both have the same uh, bye week. So it makes absolutely no sense for me to take Donald in a lot of these, especially when we just did. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I, I, it sucks because I just the highest I ever had Donald <laughs> within the last two years. So I think he's going to be good. But okay, also, I got him in that league. I'll trade you later. No, no, no. No. No, no. no. All right. No. And not unless you're going to give me something in return. I think Josh. Superb, especially in that league we just drafted because it's, what, four points per touchdown pass? Right. But you still get six when you run it in. That's right. And I think there's some Josh Allen magic there. Anyway, um, just talk about the offense and what I say we need to do to beat the, the uh, Buffalo Bills. But on defense, 
we're going to have to do something something spectacular here because I think Josh Allen needs to be corralled. I know we can do enough against the passing game to where Josh Allen isn't, you know, so a superb passer. Obviously, I think he's going to be improved from last year. But when he drops back to pass, I don't really fear his arm. It's his legs that I fear. We must contain him. Do not let him scramble for a first down when it's third and seven. That is demoralizing. Yes, and it is. Get beat. We will get beat. Even if it happens twice on the same drive, it will end up in a touchdown. I, we cannot let that happen at all. That is his biggest strength when it comes to being a quarterback, and that is the biggest thing we're going to have to focus on for the New York Jets going against the Buffalo Bills is Josh Allen's legs. Yeah, I, I can't argue with you there. Um, the only thing I will add is I think, I well, I'm hoping that the Jets don't focus too much on one wide receiver because yeah. the Bills do have multiple wide receivers that can hurt you in different ways. Stephon yeah. Diggs can hurt you over the middle, down the sideline. John Brown is a deep threat. Cole Beasley underneath. Yeah. Uh, yep. We don't know if their tight end, Dawson Knox, is going to be much of anything yet. And then yeah, you've got two too. different running backs for the Bills that do different things. Devin Singletary's that LaShawn McCoy type player where he can catch the ball and, you know, juke you out. And, and you got Zach Moss, who's more of a pounder. And they yeah. have all of the different weapons that can be used to beat you in different ways. So hopefully they're taking all of that into account. Yeah, I'm not too worried too much about uh, Zach Moss. We can handle that kind of running back. I'm not saying he doesn't have the time to do things. And, you know, doesn't have any you know, the special abilities to, you know, break a tackle and go out there. But it's Singletary that I'm worried about because he's got the talent, like superb talent, in my opinion. I think he's going to be fantastic this year. And uh, a lot of people, obviously, in fantasy football, if you're listening to Fantasy Fuel at all, I love Singletary this year. I think he's going to be really good. Being uh, drafted in most places is extremely extreme value for me. And I know you like him as well to a certain degree. Maybe not as, yeah, much, not as much as you. Yeah. But uh, we can't let Singletary slip through the cracks and slip through the tackles. We cannot just do arm tackles on this guy because if he gets away, he's going to make a couple jukes and he's going to be gone. We cannot let that happen. Wrap him up with both arms (laughs) and drive him into the ground. Do not let him slip out. He will do that and he will make a couple jukes and be gone. So if he breaks free from any of them, it's gonna, we're going to be in a long day. It's going to be. A, we're going to lose. <laughs> we're going to lose if we can't stop Josh Allen and if we can't stop Singletary. And it's all legs. Josh Allen's yes. legs, Singletary's legs. I don't care about their passing game so much. Now, obviously, I'm going to be putting my foot in my mouth if we get torn to shreds because Josh Allen's is throwing like a crazy person and he's got the weapons. But I don't think. I think we can handle that. It's. It's Singletary and Josh Allen's legs that I absolutely don't know if we can handle. And obviously our offense has question marks. So if we can, I think that's why I said it has to be Le'Veon and Frank Gore. Right. Because not that I don't like Darnold. I just don't know whether or not these guys' injuries are actually going to hinder them in any way. So Mims obviously had the injury. He, he hasn't practiced like at all until the last like three days ago. Perryman, last I knew he didn't practice until today. You're saying he's ready to go. Yep. And then <laughs> obviously Crowder, I think, is going to have a, a fine day. I think Herndon could have a fine day. The other two, though, are wire cards. I don't know what's going to happen there. I, I don't know. Maybe Chris Hogan has a, a few things happen there as well. I don't know. 
But when it comes to the defense, I'm, I'm spouting off in the offense again. When it comes to the defense, other than other than Singletary and Josh Allen, do you have too much concern there? Not really. Again, it's just if they're putting all of their coverage over to one side, like if they're super worried about Stephon Diggs, something's going to happen with John Brown on the other side of the field. And I hear then you. if they're worried about the deep stuff, then Cole Beasley's going to get some stuff underneath, or Josh Allen's going to be open to running, like you were saying. So they need to have an all-around plan for this Buffalo Bills offense in order to get the W. Yep, I completely agree. And with that, that's going to do it for this episode of the Back Row Jets Show. Remember to go check out Fantasy if you haven't yet already. Um, it's going to be a, an amazing fantasy season this year. We're going to be talking all sorts of fantasy. Come check us out. It's going to really help you out in fantasy leagues. And if you're doing fantasy, you might as well go out and do the back row fantasy show as well because they do fantasy football uh, just like we do. Um, and when you're listening to the back row Jets show, go check out the back row Eagles show because I know the guy who does it. Mm, interesting. His name, is, his name is John Eddie Jr. He's going to be doing that. So go check out the back row Eagles. Uh, check out their back row Raiders show as well. Uh, I really like the guy who does that. That is the network. We have him on Fantasy Fuel. You already know who we're talking about. Uh, Miami Dolphins have a lot. There's all sorts. I say it every week. Yeah. I'm not going to say all of them, but I'm going to say the ones that I like. All right? <laughs> so <laughs> um, go check them out. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.